This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joar, and today is Friday. December 15th, 2017. Net neutrality is officially dead. So we'll talk about this. My guest today is David Immel. Immel, yeah. How are you want to say it? Good. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) So um, uh, you're with Android Authority. Yes. If if people don't know who you are, what do you do there? Um, I am a producer slash writer slash... Do everything. everything. I I came in kind of doing everything but recently i've been uh delving a lot more into video helping josh and lon do video and that kind of stuff so yeah i always see you with a lot of camera gear so i figure that's (laughs) probably why yeah um cool well um anyway what are the news of the week uh, net neutrality so Mm -hmm. i mean you're probably pissed by that i'm i'm kind of pissed i mean i mean i knew it was coming right you know this government's been all about this my biggest concern honestly is not so much like I do believe that we could, without Title II, continue somewhat okay. Yeah. There might be some checks and balances with FTC here. But with this present regime, I'm a little concerned that none of this is going to happen. We're all going to get screwed. But I'm actually more concerned about a bigger problem. And maybe it's just my paranoia of being an old person who's seen a lot of the world. It's that I'm worried this is going to be used to enforce propaganda, basically. Yeah. Like, we don't like what right. you say on your website. We're cutting you off. Right. And not cutting you off as a government, like as a government. But we're going to get all the ISPs that are in bed with us to shut down access to your right. website. Well, before the vote, there was already so much propaganda by Comcast and a bunch of other ISPs on Twitter and like just all around the Internet. Saying like this is why Title Two needs to die. Like it's good for competition, and it's like no, and it's like there's just all this propaganda that was already circulating, and it's kind of like it's a scary thought that like now that it's actually dead, where is that going to go from here? You know, and I think that I live in San Francisco, and I think that I'm lucky that I live in San Francisco because we have a ton of ISPs there, and. so you have like a, a lot of choices when it comes to like who you want to use. So if anyone starts to throttle you or anyone like, you know, you can kind of tell that they're trying to add slow lanes to, to your content, you could always just switch over. But there's so much of especially the Midwest and uh, some of the East Coast that only has one option. And that's Comcast or some other huge provider, you know, like Time Warner or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm a little worried because, I mean, you, you know, I live in San Francisco too. Just so you know, by the way, we're in New York City today. Yeah. Both of us, which is kind of ironic because yeah. we lived in San Francisco. <laughs> and we're in the same room, which is kind of cool recording in yeah. person like that. But I wanted to point out that um, you're right that we have more choices than average in San Francisco. But that's actually not the case with everyone in San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. Like, I live in Potrero Hill, right? Which is one of the pretty affluent, I guess, today neighborhood. It wasn't always, but a lot of the tech. Um, you know, execs who work in the South Bay mm-hmm. decide to get their houses there because it's close to the freeway, close right. to the airport. And um, and it's a hill and it's got nice weather. So, uh, you know, you'd think we'd have a lot of choice, but yeah. the reality is we don't. It really depends, right? Like, again, it's, it's very much what income bracket are you in? Yeah. If you are the average person, the only choices you really have that are any kind of affordable are wave broadband, mm-hmm. which I have. Which that's, uh, um, that's over um, microwave. 
right? No, no. Wave yeah. is actually a regular cable provider. Oh, okay. Uh, they're based out of Seattle originally. Um, and then there is, um, of course, the ubiquitous Comcast. Yep. Uh, and then AT&T, I believe, has DSL service. Mm -hmm. And who wants DSL, no. right? <laughs> no. So, again, DSL is more affordable. So yeah. then you're, you're aiming at a price point for people who are on a budget. Right. So that eliminates for them Comcast and Wave. For me, Comcast, no way. I would never spend my money yeah. on them. Yeah, so the alter only, only alternative I have left is Wave. Mm -hmm. And Wave, actually, I mean, as a kind of a grandfather person, because before that, it, it was called uh, Axion Internet. Mm -hmm. And before that, it was called RCN. And so they, it was small ISP bought by medium-sized ISP yeah. bought by large ISP. And, you know, and I'm seeing exactly the result. Yeah. Even though I've been with them for almost 15 years now over this evolution of their acquisitions, my service has gone down in mm -hmm. quality and my customer service has gone down in quality. Yeah. And thankfully, I have a business account, so I can call them at 3 a.m. and bitch if something doesn't work. Yeah. But that's the issue, right? And you're going to say, well, what are the other options? Well, aha, there is one more, but I can't get it. Is it what is it? Sonic? No, it's oh, Google Fiber. it's um, it's what's it called? Monkey brains. Oh, monkey brains. Yeah, yeah. they're the you wireless ISP. Yeah. So the problem is, I'm a renter. Yeah. And okay. they need to mount a mast on my roof, and I could get my landlord to agree to it. But in typical San Francisco fashion, I have an absentee landlord who doesn't yeah, care about anything. And yeah. the chance of him agreeing for me to put a mask on his yep. roof is almost nil. Mm -hmm. But Monkey Brains would be the independent ISP that I would choose because mm -hmm. they are awesome. Mm -hmm. And they provide symmetric uh, internet if you want it, which is what I really need. As mm -hmm. you know, you upload videos all the time. Yep. You know how much of a pain that is. Have you, uh, have you heard of Sonic at all? I have, but it's not available in my oh, area. It's not there yet, yeah. And then, you know, if you live in some of the new developments in Soma, you can get fiber yep. really cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, my house in Portland, I have fiber through CenturyLink. Oh. Terrible company, but, <laughs> but it's the internet. fastest <laughs> internet I can get. Yeah. And it's gigabit. Like mm -hmm. I get a thousand down, 500 wow. up wow. for really cheap. And, but in typical fashion, you know, to get the good deal, you have to sign up for two years mm -hmm. and you have to like, you know, sacrifice your firstborn. Thankfully, I have no children. So of course I'm paying more, uh, cause I didn't give one to them, <laughs> to the gods of, uh, no, but look, th that's the problem. And you know, again, I have the choice of Comcast in Portland, but why would I do that? Yeah, yeah, and then no. AT&T yeah. DSL again, right? It turns out the crazy thing is my neighborhood in Portland has been completely rewired, re well, not wired, but redone in fiber. Mm -hmm. So even if you get plain old telephone service over copper, you still get energy. You're getting fiber actually internet. fiber to your house to a box that wow. they then convert to pots. So you're getting fiber no matter what. If you but if you get this, if you get DSL from AT and T, you get fiber to your house, pots, ADSL over pots. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. AT and T does not provide fiber service, Ugh. even though they have to it's install. It's already there. Yeah. Wow. It's insane. And, and you know, it's an older neighborhood. It just got redone at one point. Yeah. And I think a lot of America is in that boat, right? They actually could get fiber, yeah. but they're priced out of it. Right, like yeah. I can't afford spending a hundred bucks a month for yeah. gigabit. And you know, it's going up, I think next year, because the first year they're like, you know, you're going to love it. We're going to give you a good deal. Yeah, and yeah. then it's going to be like 130 bucks right. the next year, every month. Yeah. And I don't get TV for me. It's just cable. Yeah, me, right? yeah. But the thing is, People who don't have a hundred dollars a month to spend, what do they do? Right? Yeah. Like they go for ADSL over right. freaking pots yeah. over yep. fiber. Like ah. Yeah, because the average person doesn't really. Anyway, look at this the is speed. not a rant about about 
you know, ISPs. <laughs> but I think with I mean, yesterday's ruling, of, we need yeah. to we need to bring it up. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of scary, like because there's a lot of smaller ISPs that they can't grow now. You know, it's like they're getting less power in Comcast, and a lot of other ISPs are trying to shut them down. Well, I mean, what is what is Monkey Brains going to do, right? I mean, how, they're staying competitive right now because they have the edge on wireless. If, right. if you can get it, like if you can get install on your home, I think Monkey Brains in most of San Francisco, if you have line of sight of their tower, not tower, they're not towers because they're really a mesh network yeah, yeah. Uh, of the next node, um, you're good. Yeah. But like, you know, that's, that's a lot of ifs. Mm -hmm. And for most people, that's not practical. Yeah. The average person who sees, who goes to Monkey Brains website, you know, they make it really easy to understand, but it's still very technical. Like they go like, oh, you have to install a post. It sounds yeah. like direct TV. I don't want to deal with yeah. that. And a lot of people have landlords and they're not, they don't want to ask them or they don't think that they're actually going to. I mean, I said, I'm willing to ask. I can almost guarantee you the answer will be either completely ignored. Number one, most yeah. likely answer. Yeah. Second answer will be no. So, yeah. ISPs, net neutrality. So keep an eye on what's going on, folks, right? I mean, right now, we need to stay vigilant and continue telling you, your, your representative. I, I posted a link on the podcast I did two weeks ago with Shannon Morse on the podcast notes on how to contact your Congress people mm. through a simple form on the EFF website. Yeah. One click, you can send stuff to everyone. Keep doing this on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, there's some lawsuits that are starting. Mm -hmm. The states are yep. suing FCC right now. Yep. The Congress still has final say, so potentially, hopefully, something yeah. will happen. But based just on- needs to be a simple majority in Congress. Yeah, so. Based on the tax, the recent tax laws passing, yeah. I have a slim feeling of, of hope there. But look, it's not all over. This is why we have democracy. Vote, go out there, let your, you know, let your voice known because this is what it's about. If you just say, ah, oh, whatever, I can't do anything about this. This is probably the, one of the most fundamental things we have access to free information, not free for free, like zero dollars, yeah. but free flow of information yeah. and non-censorship right. is critical for us. Like the only thing that makes us possible, that makes it possible right now for us to fight this stupid government we have is to be able to have dissent yeah. and have that voice heard and that voice you know, communicated. If you're worried about, you know, the government spying on you, listening to you, whatever, you know, install signal on your phone, right? Like just take some simple steps to protect your privacy and please don't bury your head in the sand and say, I don't want to be political because you know what? The fact that you live in this country right now is just a political statement. You yeah. have to be <laughs> yeah. political. It's impossible otherwise. Yeah. So now that we've bored you to death, we're going to talk about T-Mobile in a second because it's kind of an ISP related thing, but I want to tack it on to the end mm -hmm. because I want to get you guys into the juicy meat of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, the juicy meat. So David and I play with a lot of phones. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about them. Yeah. What are your kind of on your desk, on your pockets, in your bag, kind of yeah. on your person phones right now? So we just finished doing a thing we do every year called Best of Android. And uh, it's kind of this, comp it's not a competition, but it's it's a thing where we take like kind of the top phone from every brand. And we had 10 this year, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of new phone brands out there. We had the Razer phone in it, you know. Um, so, and we do a bunch of objective testing on it. This is the first year that we did like some pretty hardcore objective testing. So we have all this like imaging software and like all this different stuff. So I spent a little bit of time with... Uh, Narav and then um, Chris Thomas is our head of testing, just kind of like helping them do testing on these phones. And surprisingly, the Huawei Mate 10 Pro came out on top. 
which I'm actually not really that surprised. I think it's like overall, overall what people prefer overall on top. It's uh, just through objective numbers, and then we also have a slight amount of like subjective stuff. So, by how much did it get over, say, the probably the next best mm-hmm. one, which would probably be the Pixel Two XL? Actually, I think overall the Two XL got sixth place. Which was pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. So what was your number two on that list? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was the 5T. Okay. Yeah. So is this, by the way, available on your website? I'll put it in the show yes, notes. Okay. I'll is. go. I'll go yeah. dig it out. It's so it's a top ten page. on Android Authority. Yeah, it's basically. called Best of Android 2017. Ooh. So I'll, I'll look for that in the show notes, guys. Um, so okay, what's your number three in that list? Uh, I can't. We I'm can look it up. Remember but, specifically. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, ultimately, it's like um, I think. I want to talk about the Mate 10 Pro because, I mean, I talked about it a little bit on the show last week with uh, Ileana Vubergismo. We were at, you were there too. We were at the Qualcomm event in in Maui and now Mm -hmm. we're in New York. We both travel a lot. Welcome to our world. (laughs) Uh, But basically, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a great phone. I'm really liking it. I've had it for two weeks. I, I took it on this trip to Hawaii for... You know, for all my kind of like photography needs, I, I, of course, I still had other phones. You know, I, we all carry like three or four phones yeah. at least. I always have more than that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I like it a lot. Like, it's really good. The only thing that still vexes me, oh, and it's the same with the Pixel 2 XL, it's a lack of headphone jack. Yeah. Um, but but other than that, I mean, it's a solid phone. Like, the camera is really good. Like, mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's Pixel 2 XL good. No. But it, but it gives you it gives you manual modes yeah. which you don't get and you know raw which you don't get. Um, what I really like is the monochrome sensor yeah. in this phone, and because uh, I'm a I'm a Fujifilm shooter, and um, so Fujifilm and that kind of uh, the people that shoot with Fujifilm are very into black and white stuff, and uh, their Huawei has that monochrome sensor, so you can get some really inky blacks out of that camera. Um, the colors are good too, but I'm, I think the, the monochrome sensor, especially, uh, that's partnered with Leica on those lenses is like, uh, kind of top tier. And I, I agree. I think if you want to be creative, this is a phone to get, Yeah, you know, I agree with you for me, for creative photography, if you want to play with, you know, raw later on, or if you want to have a really good, like, you know, tweaking of setting session where you're like experimenting, having fun with depth of field and whatever. F01.6, that's the thing a lot of people are missing. Is like V30 is the only other phone of F01.6 manual controls. And there was a and, huge controversy over that. And I'm sure that I'm sure that it's up in your top as well. Because to me that's probably my 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 second or third in that to me. Like it's they're all really good. Yeah. But if I look at imaging, which is my primary interest, mm-hmm. frankly, is mm-hmm. it's gonna be between the V30 Pixel 2 XL and 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 the uh, and then Mate 10 Pro yeah. in terms of photography and and for me what makes the V30 so good is that f 1.6 the fact it has manual mode great video modes mm-hmm. for video but more importantly the wide angle the ultra wide angle which yeah. is really great yeah. but if you're not needing that the you know the the Mate bright brings out the monochrome as you said and the monochrome is really really cool mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so that is um, kind of where where I want to be for uh, photography is creative stuff. Oh, there it is. So what is what is number three? So then? this is we. It's a week long thing where we do. Oh, okay. So we do every camera, week. we do performance. Um, ah. So Monday, Tuesday, Monday through Friday, basically, and then today at the end of the day, we're gonna review so, the list. So like, this is like, this is imaging today. This is specific specifically camera. We test a lot of stuff. So in the list we were going through earlier, you said was that overall like so one was made. That was overall. Yeah, and I don't. I well yeah, May 10 one overall. It wasn't for camera. Okay. Um, 
So let me see which ones. Okay, so we got the Note 8 had the best camera Okay. from all the objective testing. Second was May Tempero, so it was close. For camera. Very, it was very close. And then 2XL actually got third. Interesting that yeah. 2XL came third. I'm, I'm surprised the Note 8 it's, it's, is number one. I yeah. mean, I think it's a solid camera. And I think the 2X uh, manual, like not manual, but uh, optical zoom mm -hmm. on it is, is solid. But it doesn't strike me as, yeah, so that's, you know, outstanding to me. Like, that's why the, these were completely objective. So we, we tested noise in low oh, light. Oh, yeah, so this we is not your color not, error. This is not your eyes. No, think, okay, no got it's it. not subjective. So yeah. what about the subjective part? When we, we, do we have a separate article that we wrote that's like, it's more of a traditional, we're going to take it. photos with all these phones, which is best to your eye you know so what do you think uh your opinion so what's your favorite there for run and gun i think the 2xl is really hard to beat yeah the, like the, if you just want to mash away at the, at the button yeah, that's it's, it we went uh, when we were in maui last week uh me and michael fisher and joshua vagara and david kogan and safwan um yeah, we all went to the top of this twin. It's called Twin Falls. Twin Falls, yeah. Yeah, so it's along this it's, road to Hana. Yeah, it's great. I've been there. And all we had was a bunch of Pixel 2 XLs and one V30 for the wide angle. <laughs> so when we wanted to get big group selfies, the V30 was like where it's at, right? Totally. Um, but the quality was just not nearly as good. And especially the Pixel 2 XL has insane quality, even with the front camera. You know, yeah, that's one thing that I think that a lot of other kind of OEMs are they're getting more used to and they're kind of pushing towards, but they have not hit the level of quality that you can get with a 2XL front camera. I honestly don't even think the iPhones are as, no. as good, and that's the thing that you know, a lot of people I don't think get it. Like, mm -hmm. it, I mean, they're look, they're all good. Like, you take a Note 8, you know, objectively, mm -hmm. or sorry, yeah you know potentially at least on your test the best and i would agree to that i mean they're all so close objectively yeah. right if you measure noise and and all that but i mean you're not going to get any bad pictures out of a note 8 i no. think these days yeah. it's it's probably not going to look as good as a pixel 2 xl no. that's just because all their post processing but that's the thing that's it's all that other stuff the software mm -hmm. the software photography uh computational photography yeah, aspects it's all you know and and i think that's what makes also like going back to the note 10 uh the mate 10 sorry a little bit is and again I haven't tested the rain, the regular Mate 10, but I assume it's the same. It's the same camera. Yeah. So um, to me, what makes the Mate 10 Pro camera so great is, you know, just like the V30, you get that creative aspect mm -hmm. with the black and white. On the V30, it's the wide angle. Right. But in the main camera, they're both 1.6. They both have manual controls. They both have RAW. Yeah. And they both have their strengths and weaknesses. And I think Leica's tuning really shines. Oh yeah. I think the sensor is a slightly better sensor on the Mate, but LG's processing on that, you know, kind of smallish sensor, mm -hmm. one, one micron, one point, whatever mm -hmm. one it is, is actually superb. Like it's really, yeah. uh, you can tell they've honed it for years. Yeah. Uh, well, especially the video functionality they have on that. But the too. Mate 10 adds a little bit of computational photography, their own kind of recipe around it. I, you know, I think it's a lot of brouhaha, like I think in a way, because look, I don't think Huawei has Google's chops when it comes to, you know, machine learning yeah, and no. neural networks yeah. and AI. I'm not saying they don't have the technical know-how. They totally do. They just don't have all the data They don't have the data the, sets, yeah, the data. right? Yeah. Unless they have access to um, Baidu's image database somehow, right. and we don't know that. Mm -hmm. That Then I would see that say, being right. a pretty huge database of photos. Mm -hmm. But I think Google is very iterative. I think, you know, um, 
I read somewhere, and I'm not sure this can be, maybe we can verify this by asking Google, but I hear that when they push out updates for the Pixel 2 XL, they update some of the, uh, basically the machine learning, mm. uh, you know, black box that, that they, you know, the latest recipe basically yeah. based on all the new images that right. come in on all the, and remember, it's not just public images. Yeah. It's anything you put in Google Photos. Don't be delusioned that your photos, when they go to Google Photos, are just <laughs> your photos. I mean, look, it's okay. It's computers right? looking at I them, know not, this. Not it's not people. Yeah. yeah. But computers are looking at every photo you upload to, yeah. and it, it, it iterates on that and improves on that. Right. And I think that's that's what I'm excited about. I yeah. think that's that's disruptive. That's that's what Google brings to the Pixel 2 XL. And that's why the Pixel 2 XL subjectively, I mean the sensor and the lens on the Pixel 2 XL are not that amazing. Yeah, 1.8 is yeah. pretty part of the course mm -hmm. for the course these days. Uh the sensor has big pixels, that helps. But you know, other than that. I mean it shows because, you know, with when you have a sensor that small, you need it to have the lowest f-stop possible. Yeah, right? you need to have, and so that's why the the May ten and the V thirty are so exceptional with their f one point six, because when you've got a sensor that's like you know the size of your pinky, pinky at best, yeah, at, at best. best, at best, <laughs> you know you you can only let in so much light. And we pinky fingernail, just so you know, just to be clear, or like yeah, the, right. the, the nail yeah. on your pinky, yeah. Uh, so, that's a big sensor on the camera well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the phone well. So that really shows like how much computational like photography that Google has in this in this phone. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's the processing. It must be a lot because you know you take the photo, it doesn't look great, but then you wait two seconds, and all of a sudden it looks amazing. You can really see the improvement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. bad usually, but it's just like yeah, you don't really have time to look at it to figure out how bad it is mm -hmm. until you get the better version. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I'm finding interesting, though, is on all these phones lately, um, you know, most of the ones I've used extensively have been V30, Note 8, S8 as well, but it's the same camera uh, for the main camera. Mm. And then uh, the Pixel 2 XL, uh, the, the Mate Pro a little bit on this trip. Is I feel that a lot of them are slightly underexposed. Mm -hmm. And so I end up bumping. I, I, I use Google Photos a lot for like quick, quick adjustments. Yeah. And I try to use Google Photos consistently on all the phones because I know how the settings work. I'm familiar with what it's going to do. Yeah. And I know which sliders to play with to have something that subjectively pleases me. Mm -hmm. And I find that I end up bumping, usually bumping shadows a little bit and sometimes bumping, um, um, what's the other one, uh, highlights. Mm. Yeah, one thing I've noticed about the 2XL and, and the 2 is that they, they have a lot of dynamic range, but it tends to be on the darker side. Yeah, and I think they err on the side of and you know the Note 10, does, uh, sorry, the Mate 10 does the same. Yeah, I've noticed it errs on the side of slightly underexposing. I think that's because you know it, a lot of people are going to tweak things, and then you mm -hmm. get a little bit more to play with yeah. if you want to increase brightness. Well, it's better right? to have a darker image yeah. than not than lose the information. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool to me that they're doing that. I think. Uh, you know, I'm gonna get an iPhone 10 soon. I'm gonna pick one up when the next time I'm up in Portland. Finally, I've decided to bite the bullet. Um, and I'm going to see how, you know, how that works out. And I'm also going to use Google Photos on it mm -hmm. to tweak, do my tweeting, just so I have the consistent experience. Mm -hmm. it'll see, it'll, we'll see if it's underexposed yeah, or not. I've used it a bit. It does definitely doesn't underexpose as much as the Android cameras do, but I don't really like the quality of the photos as much. I like, feel like it's subjectively? As it's like, subjectively, what is it specifically that's bugging you? Um... It might be the colors. It seems like they're a little more muted? dulled out. Yeah, muted. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the things I love about all the Huawei high-end phones that have come out since the P9 mm -hmm. 
and and it's something you don't have on the honors that use the same camera systems mm-hmm. for example the honor 8 was right. using the p9 camera mm-hmm. system um there's a, a honor view 10 or v10 right. that's yeah. coming up soon that seems to be and we don't know because you know it's it's huawei they yeah, don't yeah. seem to be able to tell us exactly right. and we'll figure it out transfers that's what we're here for but it looks like it's a mate 10 pro redux yeah but i don't think i might i might have removed ois which is kind of yeah. like oh and why? it doesn't have the like uh Oh yeah, it doesn't either. have the like. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't have the sensor. It, it, it it's a different yeah. sensor. I was hoping it was going to be the same one, but I was reading and it seems like it's a different one. So. I th- I thought on at least on the Honor Eight was exactly the same optics and lenses and and mm. and sensor. And remember, the P nine did not have OIS, so it didn't have yeah. OIS, so it was pretty much on par. Yeah. But of course, it didn't have the Leica processing. Yeah. Number one, that's yeah. that software. Mm-hmm. And the next thing it didn't have is the monochrome mode. Yeah as of pure like why like they had a monochrome sensor but the monochrome mode they gave you was taking the color picture and desaturate i was like are you kidding me they've got to differentiate their product line but the point (laughs) is that the point is that leica the leica branding is not just a brand here guys it's 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 i think it's solid i think you can see it very solid um some of the so last the reason we're in new york is last night was huawei's holiday party Mm -hmm. huawei usa mobile whatever you want to call and it was coinciding with the opening of a gallery they have here in uh, in Chelsea mm-hmm. that uh, shows off some photos taken with various Huawei and Honor phones yeah. by uh, some pretty interesting, clever folks. And I mean, they're photographers, most of them, so they come from a kind of a traditional right. photography background. Most of these photos have been shot in in manual mode and raw and tweaked, of course, on a computer. But they, I was really amazed because they were blown up the they size of a forty-inch yeah, TV. They were big. And and the Mate 10 Pro photos, which was the majority of them, looked phenomenal, yeah, blown up. For the size, and I noticed yeah. that some of them had noise in them, which you'd expect, but that noise looked like analog like photo grain. grain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's Leica's processing there. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you can you can tweak how the noise looks on it. You're gonna have noise. Right. So why not make it why look not make right? It look like film grain. And that's yeah. one of the things that I think that you get from this partnership with Leica. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting the View 10 Pro because I mm-hmm. want to see how much of a redux we get. Right. You know, I yes. think you're right. I de- you're definitely, I'm, I'm definitely sure we're not going to get the OIS. Yeah. But I would, I'm surprised they would use another sensor because I, 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 oh, I don't know. Economies if it was of scale. Sensor. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. But we'll see. And and hopefully it's it's half decent. It's going to be half the price. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. Mate 10 Pro is a 799 euro phone. Yeah. Yeah. not can't get in the US, yeah. and it's we're talking a thousand dollars. I wouldn't pay for that. Thank, yeah. Thanks, thanks Huawei for reviewing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, the View 10 I think is is one that's going to probably come to the US, mm-hmm. and if that's 500 bucks, then you, you're playing in the same leagues as a OnePlus yep. 5T, mm-hmm. which, as we know. Imaging wise is eh, yeah. a little, a, yeah. a little, a Not little, great. yeah, it has issues. It's gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last update, I think, improves things Apparently a little bit. got better, yeah. But honestly, it's still iffy. So, um, speaking of which, uh, as a segue, Honor 7X. I'm actually pretty impressed with the camera on yeah, that thing. It was I did not expect much too. because the 6X last year was okay. We, we took a generic mainstream, you know, a, a parts bin you know, Huawei camera, put mm-hmm. it on a phone. And then we added a tiny little two megapixel so we can get some parallax so we right. can go, uh, we have portrait mode, right? Yep. And and at first, at face value, when they read the specs on this new camera, I was like, oh, it's the same thing. They mm-hmm. took a generic off the mill sensor and they put their little two megapixel. Now they have portrait mode. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. 
boring. Yeah. And then I started taking photos with it in Hawaii, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is Pretty way good. better than I expect. No, yeah. it's now it's not in the same league of all these other phones yeah, we were talking about. <laughs> I would say it's probably in the same league as a OnePlus 5T, actually. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think about it for a second, you're like, wait, that's $300 less money. Yeah. Yes, you don't get a Snapdragon 835. Yes, you don't get all that. Does stuff. it really matter anymore? <laughs> but I don't think that's my point. The reason yeah. I'm comparing these two is, you know, you lose NFC, you don't get, yeah. you get yeah. a mid-range processor, not yeah. the same amount of, there's no doubt performance-wise you're taking a step down. Sure. But the display doesn't look, well, no. it's a little washed out, but it doesn't look much worse. Yeah. Um, and you get that beautiful 18.9 full screen. I mean, you just put them side by side, they almost look identical yeah. anyway. Yeah. I think and it's then, a good move for Honor to try to get into the really low-end market but still have good hardware. Yeah, you know? and, and it's all metal and it's well-made. And honestly, performance-wise, everyday use, I haven't noticed any difference. I haven't played games on it. I'm sure that's going to be the killer difference. Mm -hmm. But the camera, though, like because the 5Ts is so meh mm -hmm. for its, for its flagship-ish you know, aspirations, and because the 2X I was expecting, sorry, the 7X I was expecting so much just dullness out of it, I was like, wow. Well, something that bummed me out about the 5T was that they switched from the 1.6x zoom to just a 1x zoom, 20 megapixel You know, camera. I agree. And it's weird because on, in some ways it's better. In some ways it's, it's like worse, I can't yeah. put my finger on it. Well, the fact that the camera ended up not being like, so they, they said they did that because they wanted to make it better in low light. But then we tested it in low light and it was really bad. Yeah, but <laughs> so. that's the thing. See, the thing is I I've... I am trying to put my finger on exactly what they're doing with that secondary camera. And I've noticed with the, not with the latest updates, but the previous to latest update, that they did add some functionality that's not just for extreme low light. Like originally they said it's for extreme low light and yeah. nobody cares because 10 lux, you're never going to achieve that. Yeah. And then, yes, I noticed it does make a difference in super low light, yeah. but it's already so bad that you don't yeah. want to keep the photo anyway. You don't want to do that anyway. Yeah. But of course, then it, it's also that large sensor is also used for the, the, what they claim to be lossless two times zoom, which by the way, the Mate 10 and the Mate 9 and yeah. the P10 and P10 Plus, all these Mate 10 Pro, they have that functionality yeah. because that it's not just the 16, is it 16 or 12 the main? It's 12, right? I think it's 12. The yeah. 12 main and then you have a 20, 20 monochrome. So yeah. the monochrome one, by the way, I now have officially from Huawei, from the, Steve at Huawei, I don't know his last name, he's one of the execs there. Uh, I have it official, on official record, that the monochrome camera on all these phones never had OIS. Hmm. So the OIS on the P10, P10 Plus, Mate 9, Mate 10, Mate 10 Pro, and Mate 9 Pro, if you have one of those rare beasts, yeah. um, is actually only on the color lens. Hmm. So interesting. And so that 20 megapixel shot, you know, they get, not only do they get a light data out of it to improve the dynamic range of the color sensor for yep. color photos. Yep. And that's also why you don't get the, a lot of the image enhancements when you're in monochrome mode. You lose OIS when you're in monochrome yep. mode. You lose the ability to zoom properly. Uh, because in color mode, they also use that big sensor for zooming. 
So they get a little bit like they do some computational yeah. photography to get a better, basically yeah. a, what they call a lossless zoom. Right. But you know, then again, so did what's this, Nokia did that with PureView. Yep. You know, with a twenty megapixel sensor, megapixel, you could yeah. zoom two times. Yeah. With pretty much no loss because they did pixel binning and a bunch of clever stuff. So mm -hmm. this is not new, and and OnePlus is attempting to do that. Yeah. With that's the um, reason they said that they did that. Yeah. But. Is there a secondary sensor twenty? It is right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing kind of so. Basically, they're replicating, they're trying to replicate the optical zoom for the five yeah. with this computational zoom yeah. that that Huawei and Nokia have been doing. Yeah. But they don't have the know-how to pull yeah. it off. Yeah, they, have, <laughs> they haven't been able to do it. Definitely. So it's like, look, I don't want to bash on OnePlus because I love OnePlus. I mean, for 500 bucks, it's one compelling phone. Yeah. You still get a headphone jack too. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. The 7X, the Honor 7X, you still get a headphone jack. Yeah. And the View 10, V10, when we get it, you'll get a headphone jack. Well, something I wanted to talk about that I think not a lot of people have kind of discussed is that the Mate 10 and the Mate 10 Pro are almost, I feel like, I almost feel like they should be called Mate 10A and Mate 10B because with the Mate 10, you get the headphone jack. You know, you get a higher resolution display. Yeah, and, and it's different aspect ratio though, so it's pretty wide phone. Yeah, it's, a little, it's, it's IPS. A, if you, yeah, it's IPS. If you want to, if you want a wide road. but the, the and the, micro SD and micro yeah and yeah and micro SD expansion, which I think is what a lot of pros want. They want the right? phone jack. They want micro SD, and then the pro has a lower resolution display, but I mean it's taller, so there's that. Um, it's it's waterproof. Yeah. But like, is that all it has? Basically, for it's, it? it's, know, it's, the, the advantages of the Pro to me are waterproof, narrower phone in narrow, your hand nicer, with sure. that aspect ratio eighteen nine. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, because you lose micro SD, you lose the headphone yeah. jack, and you lose the resolution. It, in my opinion, the oh, regular. Oh, there's made. another advantage. AMOLED. I prefer AMOLED. Oh. I always have. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, a lot of people probably think I'm crazy, but look, IPS is great. But to me, it's this constant. Like, yes, AMOLEDs are imperfect. In fact, the Mate 10 Pro I have, if you look at in very dim light with a, with a consistent gray background, you see, you see Burn some in. defects, you yeah. see blotches, you see, it's always going to be a problem. Okay. Well, I mean, I unless like you're called Samsung, it's always <laughs> going to be a problem, but I don't care because honestly, it's not, I'm never looking at my phone in these conditions. Yeah. First yeah. of all, secondly, the, the, what I do care about on, on IPS that drives me nuts is, viewing angle problems mm -hmm. like even though they yeah. make ips displays with great viewing angles all the coatings for outdoor visibility and stuff make them so that they yeah. get they get weird get a weird angle and then and I, yeah. the amoleds get slightly blue but i don't care because again you can still really see some good right. contrast and yes i don't look at my screens at odd angles but when i'm sharing a video with a friend in there in a next next to me it's it's kind of nice mm -hmm. But the IPS, the biggest problem I have with IPS is unless you have a manufacturer who really cares, you get all this light bleed all the time, everywhere, on the edges. You always see something when you're like reading at night. Right. Oh man, yeah. it drives me AMOLED nuts. is amazing for that. It's yeah. amazing for that. I, I, use, uh, I use Reddit all the time in bed at nighttime on my 2XL. <laughs> and it's just nice being able to just illuminate those pixels that I need, you know? I know. They have, they have an AMOLED mode. So. It's just funny because to me, it's like, um, it's they both have their strengths and, and yeah. I'm not gonna no, bet mad at anyone mm. who says I prefer IPS. I get it, I get it. Like, but to me, it's like I'd rather honestly, 
it's also kind of philosophical. As an engineer, the concept of you only turn on the pixels right. you need just makes way more sense yeah. to me than having a polarizer backline, all this thickness you add. It makes for just more power efficient phones, mm -hmm. more slimmer, thinner phones. I don't know. It's just yeah. the future. Look, the reality is 10 years from now, we'll look back. Everything we have is we'll have AMOLED and mm -hmm. we'll be like, what LCD? What are you right. talking about? Right. Like Jurassic Park here? <laughs> you know. I just feel um, like, I just feel like a lot of people want their headphone jack and they want like ex storage expansion space, you know. And so it's almost like to me the regular Mate Ten is almost the pro. Version. So I, that was one of the questions. So just so you know, like the reason I brought this, this guy, Steve. I, I, I wish I I had his last name, but I'll, I'll look it up. But his name was Steve. He works at Huawei, and he basically they set up a briefing with me on the phone to check in on my. You've had the Mate Ten Pro for two weeks. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you mm -hmm. have any questions? I was like, Oh, you're you're asking for pain because <laughs> if you anybody who ever calls me and says I want your feedback. Oh yeah, you know, I get paid for giving feedback. That's my consulting business. So of course I'm not gonna charge them because they're doing me a favor by sending me devices and I'm, as a journalist, I need their, 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 um, their support. But at the same time, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold any punches, right? right? right. So I basically said, you suck for removing the headphone jack. You suck for not having a dedicated HDR mode, uh, sorry, having an auto HDR mode. So it turns out I'm wrong. And I want to correct this from previous podcasts. Okay. So I'm wrong on two things. Two things I was able to get a nailed down answer from Huawei. Okay. For the record, no OIS on the monochrome. For sure on the Mate 10. And it sounds like on even the previous ones where we thought there was dual OIS, mm. that was not the case. Interesting. Second thing is starting with the Mate 10 and maybe some software updates on the 10, uh, P10 and P10 Plus. Mm -hmm. H, auto HDR is actually a thing. It's not anywhere, but so when you take a phone in auto mode, it does auto HDR. That hmm. that computational yep. AI NPU, or you know, yeah. marketing yeah. speak, <laughs> that is actually part of it. Yeah. And I tested it. Just you know, I really tried. Yeah. Like I did, I did the Pixel Two with the HDR turned off, facing a window with somebody right. in the backlight. Yeah, it looked bad. I turned on HDR plus magic, right? right yeah. And then I did the same on the mate. I was like, I forced HDR, which is one of the modes, mm -hmm. and woo, it worked great. Mm -hmm. Then I did no 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 settings and woo, the exactly thing. the same picture. Okay. So I know for a fact it's happening. And then I went on to the 7X, the honor, because if I dock two things on the honor that I would really say do not buy it, mm -hmm. it's no NFC. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a small thing. And no auto HDR. But it does it too. Oh, interesting. So I think Huawei and Honor are doing their thing by not having an, 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 a defeatable HDR, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You can force HDR in the settings, like there's always one mode that's HDR, mm -hmm. and then you can't turn it off. But who would want to turn it off these yeah, days? I know. Yeah, it's I mean, fast enough, right? You it's know, there like was a time take... when I would disable auto HDR yeah. on all my phones. It took so long. But now I'm like, I always leave it on because it makes such a difference because it's done right now. Yeah. And you know, HDR in the old days always looked like Mess, like it just looked wrong. Yeah, like yeah. it looked like something yeah. like you some you gave Photoshop to a child and yeah. let them play for Super five minutes, and then you got you yeah. got a mess. Uh, now that's no longer the case. So, so those are the two things, the two the two outcomes from these cam, and it, it's exciting to me because it means that we have we have a phone. F you know, we now have phones from Huawei that do something I thought they didn't do, which mm -hmm. is great.
Um, but that doesn't that doesn't excuse the last for a head, for a headphone jack. Yeah. And and I talked so I asked the guy, I asked Steve, like, look, I don't understand. Like, like you, I don't understand these two products. Like they complement, but they don't. Yeah. And you buy one, you you get the short end of the stick, and you buy the other one, you get the short end of the yeah. stick. So what were you thinking? Yeah. Well, you know, we wanted to offer choice, and we felt that you know. From our user feedback, these are the choices we want. The Mate 10 is the cheaper product. It is more affordable. It's more accessible. We felt that it needed a headphone jack. So why did the Pro not need a headphone jack? Because <laughs> to we... To differentiate the Because, product. you know, again, they were like, we feel that, you know, he actually said, we feel that's high-end phones. That's where they're headed. Well, yeah, they are, but it sucks. But and we no don't one, like no it. One, said, no one likes that. <laughs> and I said that. I said, all our all our readers and listeners, all, and I'm not sure talking me, I'm talking, I told them, all of the journalists that I know in the yeah. tech world in the, that will cover photography and mobile and all that are all in adamant. I don't know we don't one want it. person at all, not just journalists, anyone that likes the fact that they remove the headphone jack. So... I told them that I said, take that feedback. I said, look, you know, Samsung and LG for now haven't done it. Take a cue from them. They're totally eating you alive on the right. market in the US right now. Yeah. If you want to really be po popular in the US, this would be a really popular thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Keep that headphone jack for as long as you can. Yeah. There's a reason Samsung and LG. Uh, especially, I said to them, you know, you're selling to niche here. You know, People don't go to Best Buy to buy an Honor 7X. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, they're going to go to a carrier store and buy a Moto, uh, a Moto Z2 Play or yeah. a Moto X4 in that price range. And because the, the, the clerk said, this is your, this is what you'll get mm -hmm. at that price point. And, yeah. and they're not going to pay for it up front. They're going to roll it into their installment plan yeah. somehow. Yeah, so, so they don't care it's $200 or $500 because yeah. over two years, it's going to be the difference between a quarter of a latte a day. Yeah. And I'm using the pricing of San Francisco lattes just to be, that's, that's that <laughs> no, ongoing I use, thing. I use coffee to price things. Yeah, exactly. That's an ongoing <laughs> thing on the podcast. People ask me, why do you price things after? I, I always because price honestly i'm a coffee addict and yeah. in san francisco uh, you're not going to get a latte for less than four bucks yeah, most no, places no way so four bucks is kind of like you know uh, so quite a dollar a month difference you're not going to care yeah, right no, and, no. and in fact i would argue that nine a lot of people are going to walk away with a note 8 v30 iphone 10 or iphone 8 plus mm -hmm. or iphone 8 even or or pixel or or some like why is the intensive in, what's the incentive for them to buy 7x right if they are tech savvy, early adopters, and super budget sensitive, they'll know to go to Best Buy or online well, and buy two hundred. My thing is, I think that I think OnePlus understands their market, right? They they understand that the people that are buying their phones are people that are enthusiasts. That's why you can only buy OnePlus phones on the OnePlus website. You know, so it's like it, they're kind of pandering to their own market there. But you, there's no reason to make like a super budget phone that you're going to sell at like a, a carrier store or Best Buy because, like you said, people don't care. They just see how much do I have to pay every month. And if they just see it like, oh, whatever, I only have to pay $10 a month. Right. Like, so they I told them. They don't care that the phone's $1,000. I, I still see that. I said, who in the US, first of all, nobody's going to buy the Mate 10 Pro, right? Because you don't sell it yet. Yeah. And then I said, but if you were, uh, like you did last year with Mate 9, and, and there's rumors, I, I said, I don't want, I'm not fishing, but I said, yeah. there are rumors it's coming on AT&T. Sure, sure. So I'm like, who's going to buy this phone, you know, if you sell it unlocked? Yeah. And who's going to buy the 7X if you sell unlocked and the V10, View, View 10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's it's the people who listen to our podcast. Right. These are the people who want a headphone jack. Yeah. You're shooting yourself in the foot by not having a headphone jack. Other now, people now, don't even know about Huawei. So. No, now, this, of course, if they sell them in AT&T stores, that'll be a whole different ballgame mm -hmm. because now they're putting it in the same basket 
you know, Samsung phones. I mean, potentially. Yeah. Now they have a better chance to a person like we were just talking about paying yeah. for for latte a, a day for right. their phones. Right. I gonna buy that phone, right? Uh, potentially. So I don't know how they're gonna differentiate in store, but you know already how it is in store. Some did you ever see that story? Who who wrote? Somebody at ZDNet has been doing a series of articles of them going into wireless stores and seeing what they will get recommended. Oh, really? And it's surprisingly never the iPhone 10 right now. I have talked to a lot of Verizon reps, and apparently they get extra money when they sell a Samsung phone. There you go. So yeah. the reality is these people are not going to walk away with a Mate 10 Pro. Yeah. Sadly, because it's probably one of the best phones on the market today. Mm. Probably in the top five for me. They're still so, recommending the S8 to people. God. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I, I can understand the original, the regular S8 for its size. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the closest in size to like an iPhone 10. So, and it's a comparable in terms yeah. of, so I can see that. The Note 10, come on, the Note 8 is a freaking huge yeah, phone. Yeah, it's big. Uh, and yeah. the, the Mate 10 Pro is about the same size as OnePlus, uh, a little smaller than a Pixel 2 XL. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think there's something to be said about bringing back the headphone jack because of the market they're trying to enter. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're willing to do that because they don't want to make a special skew for mm -hmm. the US. But they are in a way because they're doing the V10, the V10, right? right? The right. View 10. Right. So, but then again, is the View 10, V10 is going to be sold by Honor, which is kind of considered or perceived as a discount brand yeah. for those who even know what it is, for right. those who even right. know it's Huawei. And again, you know, we have this conversation with Huawei PR all the time, you know yeah. this. Yeah. And they're really good about it. They're, they're, they also feel it's a little weird. Yeah. Is, What's the difference between Huawei and Honor? And right. why do these two brands exist? To me, Honor should be a, a line within the Huawei. Like it should be like a, right. it should be like the OnePlus within Huawei. Like right. it's like you get the best we can make for the money. Yeah. And we cut out some stuff like waterproofing, NFC like, or it's whatever. It's like the Galaxy A line. Correct. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the premium budget mm -hmm. or luxury affordable mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. Because I mean, I don't think I've played with an Honor phone that sucked. Yeah. I mean, for their price at the time, they were always pretty competitive mm -hmm. and they're getting better all the time. Yeah. So the Honor 8 was really one of my favorites uh, back then. Uh, the 6X last year, eh, a little too cheap-ish for me in terms of features and experience. But I think the 7X, I mean, Seems wow. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Impressive. The one thing for me that I didn't like so much was the screen. I, I felt it's like it a was little a little dull. It's a little, yeah. It's like you look at it when you, it's because we look at AMOLED yeah. like flagship every day, yeah, right? Yeah. And you put it even next to the OnePlus, you know, like which, you know, is much cheaper than the others. And it's like, brilliant screen on them. Different. 5T. Yeah, yeah. The 5T is just a whole different layer. Yeah. So I think, you know, the display is not dull. What, how can I explain? It's the color. The colors are not as poppy, yeah, but yeah. but and not because of I'm like there's IPSs that have poppy colors mm -hmm, today, so it's mm -hmm. not it's not an AMOLED versus IPS thing because it's an IPS panel on seven yeah. X. It's more Probably like a, a lower quality panel. Lower quality panel. Yeah. It's very bright though. It's it does get bright, yeah. and I think that's kind of it's it's kind of what makes it so dullish looking in color. In order to get that brightness, the colors are desaturated. So actually, if you turn the brightness down on it, mm -hmm. it looks a lot better. Yeah. It seems like yeah. it does some kind of adaptive lighting adjustment. And I think color tuning is also, I haven't installed the latest software. I'm still running the original oh, that yeah. they gave us because okay. I, I read the instructions and I was like, I can totally do this, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to deal with it. I don't want to reinstall my apps because they couldn't guarantee me a factory reset right. or not. Yeah, Did yeah. you try it? I, I 
immediately gave it to Lon after, <laughs> after <laughs> okay. I, I did some testing on it and I, uh, I did a lot of video of it, but then I gave it to Lon. <laughs> Just so. in case those who are listening are wondering what the hell we're talking about, the 7X review units we got mm-hmm. have... Essentially, when you boot them up, they say this is a prototype kind of software yeah. on them. Yeah. So it's not final. It doesn't auto update in the, over the cloud. They it gave all us fake basically. Specs. Yeah. They gave us a bunch of zip files we can put an SD card to update, and I'm just too lazy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but but I bet you that fix like color tuning. You can tell color tuning in that display is yeah. kind of an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. But camera tuning is surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, okay. Maybe if it's cloud based. So. You know. We talked about headphone jacks, and I want to bring that back because, you know, the podcast is now famous for my headphone jacks rants. But you experienced something that I've experienced now that is a new thing that's got me very worried. During this trip in Hawaii, mm-hmm. I so I've been using my Pixel 2XL occasionally with a headset, like an analog 3.5 millimeter, four prong, mm-hmm. you know, headphones with a mic in line for right. phone calls. Like right. I like to be hands-free and on calls with clients or whatever. And so I've used it with the Pixel adapter that comes in the box and, and it's always worked okay. And uh, this trip, I didn't take my V30, mm-hmm. which has been my go-to music listening device. Yeah, and yeah. I took the Pixel, but I don't think the Pixel dongle is the best that I have of yeah. all the dongles. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't have the Razer phone yet. That, the by Razer, the way, the Razer 24-bit it's, dongle. It's the best. Very good. But yeah. uh, by the way, uh, I'm still waiting for a Razer review in it. Uh, they know and they keep giving me the runabout. I don't know what's wrong with those folks. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I reviewed Nextbit thoroughly in the day. But the best one I have, other than the Razer one, mm-hmm. which I don't have, is actually the the essential phones. Ah. It's actually a pretty good one too. Mm-hmm. It's all and braided so and nice. Yeah, I got it. I, and I'm, I'm listening to the, on the plane. I'm listening uh, to it on the way to Hawaii. Everything's working great. Like mm-hmm. my my Pixel Two is playing music. It sounds good. I'm happy. And then some point during my trip in Hawaii, I don't know what happened. It just stopped working. And it's not in stop working. Either dongle would be intermittent when plugged into my to my Pixel Two XL, meaning that I would plug them in. And sometimes I'd get audio, sometimes I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd get audio, and then in the middle of a call or in the it middle of listening, out. it would just cut out. Yeah. Or I'd, I would bump it and it would cut out. And at first I thought, oh, it's, you know, I'm in Hawaii, it's pretty salty here, and the air is humid, yeah. maybe there's some dirt. So I blew on them, cleaned them up a little bit. I thought maybe it was the dongle, so I sw- I tried the uh, essential dongle for phone calls. Mm-hmm. Same problem. Yeah. So it's either the jack, the, the, the USB-C port on my phone, or some some software bug or yeah. some weirdness. And I've heard other people, I've, yep, I did a quick Google search, and you have yeah. the same problem. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was actually worse, though, because my phone just straight up won't recognize the dongle. The dongle. Yeah, it, it did it once, like when I first got it. And then I was just trying to listen to some music through some headphones in a coffee shop. And it just, you plug it in, unplug it, plug it in. I tried restarting. I tried like, you know, unplugging the headphones from the dongle and just like everything. And it just won't recognize the dongle at all. Mine still gets recognized. It's just intermittent. So I'm, I'm worried because, I mean, it charges fine Yeah. with all the different right, yeah, chargers same, I have. Same. So it's definitely, I don't think it's a connector. Yeah. But it's either a software thing or the dongle goes bad really easily. I think maybe it doesn't supply enough power to the dongle. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. And so, you know, if you have a little bit of dirt on the contacts, mm. um, it's not getting you know, through the hole. If yeah. it's just very, very brief intermittent, but it supplies enough power, it, it won't it won't be noticeable. Like the resistance, uh, the added resistance won't be noticeable. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. When I get home, because I've been on the road for a while, I'm going to use some WD-40 and some very thin 
uh, have these super precision cute like they're not Q-tips, they're not meant for your ears, but they're kind of like Q-tips, mm-hmm. um, like cotton swabs. I'm going to clean the contacts on the connector on my Pixel. And I know it's not the dongles because I use them with a Mate 10 Pro yeah. after that yeah. and they're flawless, yep. both of them. So the dongles are fine. So That's it's not right, the dongles. Yeah. So it's the phone and I, re- I really hope it's not the connector. I have yeah. another Pixel 2 XL review in it that they sent me when I complained to them about the burn-in oh. that I never set up. So I have a backup mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep that phone around as a backup in case I drop it, whatever. But I just, I can't believe that it's, this phone is three months old. If, if it's the connector is starting to go, like, come on. Mine this is like, the exact example yeah. as to why we need headphone jacks on our phones. Yeah, mine was the first time I used the dongle is when it messed up. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't get one good listening session out of it before it just didn't recognize So it. I did a bit of research and some people say factory reset fixes all that. I, I did that twice. No? Yeah, no, nothing. Do you want to try my dongle when we're done the podcast? Yeah, sure. Just in case, you could just be a dongle actually. Yeah, maybe. It have you just, tried another dongle on I haven't, no. Okay. Oh, as an aside, an interesting little dongle story for you. Like, we're getting, like, super nerdy here, okay? (laughs) Um, If you plug the non-Huawei dongle in the Mate 10 Pro, you get a little warning that you can dismiss to never come back Mm. that says, this is not a recognized USB-C or approved USB-C uh, dongle. Right. Yeah, yeah. The same uh, thing happens with the HTC one. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So I thought, uh, by the way, my did your Mate 10 Pro come with a dongle? Mine didn't. Uh, no, it didn't. And uh, they're going to send me one. Okay. Because I told them that on this call and they're yeah. like, wait, he's like, it's supposed to come with it. I'm like, uh, I don't think the review uh, came with one. And they yeah. said, we'll send you one. I was like, please, the more dongles, the yeah. better. Because here's my thing. Yeah. Now I have a bunch of what I call active or digital dongles, the mm-hmm. ones that have the amp and the DAC in right, the dongle, right, right. which is the U11s, the Pixel 2s, the Essentials, and the, the Razors. And I'm going to test these and actually do like a, an article about sound quality. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm waiting for a Razer review unit. Uh, hello, Razer PR. <laughs> um, you know, now that I think about it, um, I did use the dongle on my Surface Book because this, I, have a, I have a Microsoft Surface Book and it has the worst headphone jack location. Oh, it's terrible. Of all time. They could have put it in the bottom right of the screen, but they put it in the top right. So and it's did like it work? It dangled. Yeah, because there's, there's a USB-C port in the, uh, the... The base. Yeah, in the base. And I plugged it right in, and well, it works so it's, fine. So, so it's something... I wonder if... I think it's a software thing, or I don't know. I, I, I it's, don't know. It's, it's, look, this is, this is stuff I'm talking about. Like, it I have to be this issue. No, like. <laughs> the Pixel 2 XL is my daily driver. I want it to be my daily driver, primarily because the camera is so awesome. Yeah. It already pisses me off to no end. Every time I try to take a phone call when somebody calls and plug my headset and mm-hmm. realize, oh, right, I need the adapter, and then go dig for the adapter in my bag. And now I know that the adapter is not always going to work. Mm-hmm. This is freaking mission critical stuff, guys. I cannot deal with this. I can deal with burning on the screen and weird tinting that they fixed with the vivid mode. Yeah. But like, Oh yeah, yeah. So seriously, Google, if you're it listening, shouldn't be a problem. Like it shouldn't have to exist, you know. I know. So here's another thing. Uh, speaking of Vivid, we've been talking about the Mate 10 Pro camera, and one of the differentiators is Vivid for me as mm-hmm. well. So you know, the the monochrome mode obviously is a big differentiator yeah. since the P9 yeah. for creative, but the Vivid mode, which kind of emulates like Kodachrome slide film like mm-hmm. the colors are a little more saturated mm-hmm. and a little more contrasty mm-hmm. is one of my favorite modes on the mm-hmm. uh on the huawei high-end phones it's been there since the p9 extensively but i really am interested in using the mate 10 as my daily driver for a while again because i 
want to because i i'm a very manual shooter and i use a fujifilm camera which yeah. they're you know they're very manual everything's yeah, tactile i have a fujifilm x30 in my bag oh, nice yeah. nice uh, i like it a lot yeah they're but, very tactile uh, and so like i would like to have you know those those options there i love the manual controls on these cameras yeah. the fujis they're really they're pretty great. awesome yeah yeah so anyway um vivid mode tried out it 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 feels like the Velvia mode oh, really? on the on the Fujis. Okay, interesting. Uh, so that's that's why I dig it, and I like shooting in Velvia on the Fuji. I just like saturated colors yeah. when it's done right mm -hmm. and it feels real. Like it feels like oh, I'm using a chrome film, like yeah. a, a flat. I pretty film. much always use Astia. The, oh yeah, the soft one. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's a soft mode as well. I mm -hmm. think they're the third one. Oh, so okay. it's like standard, the saturated yeah. and soft. It's essential. just a personal thing for me. I like slightly desaturated stuff. Like, so try it out. Yeah, try it out. Yeah, maybe um, maybe I'd like the uh, the Honor Seven X. <laughs> you, you you might you might be surprised. Yeah, I, um, I always desaturate things a little bit in post processing. So we talked about a whole bunch of phones, mostly Huawei, because while we're here in New York for the Huawei holiday party, and these are the most recent phones that I've received in my staple. Mm -hmm. Um. I know a lot of people in the podcast are going to ask me about the Axon M I received. Mm -hmm. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's been in my bag unstarted <laughs> since I left for Hawaii. And the reason for that is many fold. I have too many phones with me on this trip and I really want to test them out. And mm -hmm. I did. I also have, they didn't provide me a working SIM, which is no big deal. I have some AT&T SIMs, but right now they're used by phones that I want to test. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for my for more on the axon him have you played with a lot it? <laughs> a lot okay so i want to hear from someone <laughs> i've only opened it up once yeah what what do you think it is really interesting interesting it is, is everybody's really word interesting. fisher said the same thing yeah um, what do you like and what do you do not like okay i i really like a lot of the stuff you can do with the two screens okay. um you can ba it's basically the best emulator that you could buy <laughs> so if you want something to play like, you know, Game Boy or like NES games or something, or like even like Game Boy Advance or like Nintendo, it's a basically a Nintendo DS. It's a DS. Yeah. It totally feels like a DS. And it to feels me. like one too. It's great. Like I, if it had tactile buttons, that would be even better. But it, for emulators, it's the best. It's so cool. Um, it's you can the what they pitched is that you're like watching a video and you have it in tent mode and you're watching it across from the person next, like across from you. Personally, I would prefer to just watch a video with someone next to me because <laughs> it's a little more personal, you know? Um, the, the tactile click for when you open and close it, insanely satisfying. I mean, the the build quality on that it's thing, very, which very they good. had to do, right? Yeah, they had yeah. they couldn't get that wrong. Yeah, yeah, that has yeah. to be solid. You can tell. It's great, like, yeah. Wow. The, really good. It, the inside of the phone, just so you know, when I say the inside is if you unfold it and the displays are facing mm -hmm. away from you both, mm -hmm. it's all plastic, yeah. right? But it's well done plastic. Yeah, it's got But a very all nice the frame click. and the hinge and everything is all metal. All and it's metal. just like... This funky, clicky yeah, yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was it? I You can force the extended mode on any app. So it's like built into the Axon. Does it make the app behave okay though? It works on every app except I've noticed uh, Instagram forces it to be in portrait mode when you do that. Oh. Which is really weird because then images are like cut in half and stuff. And then a few Reddit apps also force that for some reason. Uh, when you do extended, because you can do, there's multiple modes you can do. There's extended where it goes through both displays as if it's one big display. Yeah. There's mirrored, which just shows the same, same thing. And then, there's, and then there's one that 
shows different content on each display. So the idea is like you can multitask, right? So if you want to, if you're the type of person who likes to like watch slash listen to YouTube while doing other stuff, you can have YouTube open on one panel and you can be like, you know, drafting an email on the other panel. So that's pretty cool. You know, it, it basically like if you don't have YouTube red and you want to play it in the background, you can do that. Um, <laughs> the things I don't like are the quality control of the screens is very, very bad. Um, Michael Fisher had this issue. Josh's unit had this issue where the screen is very yellow and it's very warm. Uh, Michael Fisher's had one of the screens was like pretty yellow and then one of them was pretty good. Yeah, I saw his review. I haven't really, because I haven't set mine up yet, yeah. the only time the display turns on, the second one is like during that little setup video that plays, yeah. you know. So I, I haven't been able to compare to white right. balance, but I bet you mine has it too. I yeah. think this is definitely like one so, of those things. Since we were doing all this best of Android testing at this time, I took the time to take Josh, Josh's review unit and do some testing on it. Um, and his, both his screens were insanely warm. Uh, it was warmer than daylight, which is, I've never seen a phone that is warmer than daylight. Wow. Yeah. The color temperature was insane. Um, so they sent us a new unit and that one was much better. Luckily, the, the quality was a lot better. All they need to do is a software thing where it lets you tune both displays separately and they're done. Like, yeah. then we don't have to calibrate them at factory. Forget yeah, it. I don't know. Let people calibrate them. Yeah. It just seems like they didn't really take the time to calibrate them at the factory. I mean, it'd be nice if they did it, but... Yeah. So, but I mean, besides that issue, I think it's a really interesting, innovative phone. Um, whether or not they're going to make a second gen or whether or not people are going to follow suit, I don't know. But, you know, Samsung is apparently coming out with a foldable phone pretty soon. And then there's. Yeah, but they're, we're talking about a, a flexible AMOLED right, flexible panel AMOLED. that actually yeah. folds in the middle yeah. in some crazy so you way. You can just put in your, you could fold it and put it in your pocket, right? So. That's what I'm that's, more excited for, but I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, as a as a first gen product, I have a feeling that's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. Like they're going to have a lot of issues with well, wear and tear on that middle piece. Well, they've shown that technology at CES every year for the last like what like four or five years. Yeah, and so has LG. But yeah, you know, so I think they're waiting until they can actually get it right before they like put it in a phone. Yeah, yeah. but like to me is like, is it going to fold like with a round fold right. or like a sharp? Fold? I know they've they've shown the round technology over. The round again. fold I can see. Yeah. And so, you know, it might be when it's maybe if it's like a, f if the same form factor as the Axon M, like a, essentially a laptop form yeah. factor, I can see it being like the, you know, an exaggerated version of the Surface Book when it's right, shot. Right, right. Where like the, the hinge is, the hinge is round. Yeah. And then how does that fit in your pocket? Yeah. And if it's it a flip phone, if it's a flip phone instead, yeah. which I'm, it might be because they might only sell it in Asia at yeah. first. But they're still then I can phones, see yeah. that. But then again, it's going to be a, li a little thick in your pocket. It depends on the, the radius that they can achieve mm -hmm. on that hinge. I mean, look, we, this is like pipe dream sci-fi stuff since we were kids. Yeah. I mean, we've been wanting this forever. Right. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's bring it on. Yeah. Well, I'm fascinated by the Axon M simply because it's a long time since I've had a ZT phone to review. Mm -hmm. They never gave me an Axon 7 back in the day, really? which is really weird because at great. the time Ashley was there and I think they just didn't have the supply or something. And by the time it, I really, you know, they could get me one. I was just like, guys, it's been six months. Yeah. Like, there's no point anymore. Yeah. Um, I heard lots of great things about that phone. Uh, obviously yeah, today the seven was good today it's no longer relevant but the front firing um, speakers yeah and it was the form factor you know and, and it was well made and yeah. overall was pretty good like yeah. the one plus competitor basically mm -hmm. um but the m i think um to me what's got me interested as you said is 
is all these ex extended mode and these other kind of like, you know, what apps take advantage of it yeah. and, and, you know, what could, you know, I think Michael, I think Michael's video is really, uh, Michael Fisher's video is really the, yeah, the I, one to watch because yeah, I, I have a I feeling agree. I'm going to feel the same about a lot of stuff yeah, he talks about. I agree. About. I really liked his video because I thought he talked about aspects of the phone that you can do with it that like a lot of people wouldn't think about, you know, it's like, oh, you can use that as an emulator. You could use it as this and you could do this. And not a lot of people in the reviews really talked about all these different things. That so day do. to day, like, did you find that like, you ended up just using it as a normal bar phone shut? It's, so or it's did weird. you feel like you 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 did start getting into a habit of opening it up? It was it, it's weird because the power button slash fingerprint reader is on the left, right? And if you're right handed, that's very strange. It uses the the fingerprint reader is the power button on the side, right? That's so right. I saw that you've got to use your your Index, index finger and like no one does that <laughs> you know right so unless, unless you're, you're left-handed left then it works uh, uh, but you, and it won't flip the display if you hold it upside no, down no and i uh, felt very confused because as soon as you close the phone from being in the extended mode you you've basically you're basically holding it backwards and the so you've got it in an extended so the mode. hinge is on the wrong side basically right yeah. because it opens yeah. like a book in Arabic mm -hmm. from the back, yep. Yep. right? Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. And so when you close it from, from the extended display mode, you're holding it backwards and the screen in front of you turns off. And it's a, it's very polarizing and confusing. And then you have to and, flip and so the phone over to is, actually use is it. Is right? the natural front the one with the camera or the one without the camera? Um, the one with the cameras on the front, yeah. So it's so that's it's the kinda, natural front. Yes. Okay. So it's uh, the also weird thing about that is yeah, there's only a camera on one side, right? Right. So you have to if you when you flip it to actually use the back camera, you have to turn the phone physically around because the camera is only it's the, right. It's like a selfie camera that is also a back camera. It's a twenty megapixel camera. Right. So wait, why is there even a flip? Why do you have to flip to, it around? To, no, to flip. The oh, you need to display it on the other side. You display. have to flip the phone around completely Got because it. the the camera is facing you, right? Naturally, so right. it's just it's that's the the little things, right? Like especially when you close the display from being in extended mode, and then all of a sudden the screen in front of you shuts off, and you're like, "Wait, what happened?" And then you realize that the screen on the back and is the right one, <laughs> and it's like it just feels like this phone is is backwards. And so what's interesting <laughs> yeah. is when I unboxed it and. Even the few times I showed it to people without having it set up, just like, look, the little demo running on the mm -hmm. second screen and the setup screen on the other. Isn't it cool? I couldn't figure out, like, unless, you know, when the demo is running, it's clear. But when it was in my hands turned off, I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, when it's... I unboxed it, I was like, <laughs> I said, I think this is the front. No, yeah. no, I think this is the back. Right. And then I was like, I because of the positioning of the buttons, I like, no, I think this is the other way around. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, but the camera's in the front. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It, it just feels like, it's a little bit backwards. It's a, look, they didn't it's a, really get the It's a good second great. attempt. And I say second because there was the Echo, the uh, Kyocera yeah. Echo, which mm. is a total disaster yeah. from uh, from Sprint. I mean, look, Kyocera and Sprint have had a long-time relationship. And Kyocera has been doing some interesting phones over the years. Yeah. They were the first to do a bone conduction mm -hmm. uh, front-facing earpiece speaker yeah, yeah. which the mix the original me mix mm -hmm, had mm -hmm. and the me mix 2 dropped for good reason yeah, it's yeah. not that great yeah it's not very but good. the thing is you know gotta give them uh, props for that 
And and at the time, the Echo was an interesting attempt to something that Android. You think you think Android is not ready for dual screens today? Can you imagine when it was like whatever oh Eclair yeah. or yeah. Jelly Bean or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Oh God, no, I, it was. Such no, a, I I give props to ZTE for trying something new. You know that that was their whole marketing campaign was. It's like, too bad it's AT and T only. I know. Why not sell this unlocked as well? I think they needed the partnership. Yeah, because it's so weird. Yeah. And props to AT and T for trying something different. Yeah. AT&T you know? is always running after innovation. They're always so. trying to find the next big thing. So I don't know, I'm glad that ZTE at least tried to change the game, you know, and I think a third generation might be really interesting. How's the camera on that thing? Is it worse than a uh, OnePlus 5T? It's, it's not terrible, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. probably falls apart. The low light, light is yeah. really bad. Yeah. But ZTE, I mean, doesn't really have that much camera chops i mean yeah. i've never heard anybody say oh yeah buy a zt phone for the camera right i mean you know you don't even hear that about honor but yeah. you know then again you don't hear that about a you lot do of hear buy a, a huawei p you know p10 mm -hmm. or mate 9 or mate yeah, 10 it's google so, huawei and samsung usually and, maybe LG. and apple obviously oh yeah Oh, yeah. LG, well, LG is kind of the forgotten stepchild. Yeah. I feel like they LG is getting the raw end of the deal <laughs> yeah, all always, the time. They always right? have, right? Because they are, sad. they're a giant player in the biz, yet they always play second fiddle to Samsung for sure because yeah. they're the both, both Korean companies. Yeah. But I always feel like even Huawei is like, LG who? What? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I guess for, if you look at the numbers yeah. of phones Huawei sells in the world, yeah, yeah you get it. I freaking love the V30 though. Oh, the V30. It's so it's light. It's perfect it's form got, factor. It's, it's so light. It's got such small bezels. It's got all the like bells and whistles you want. It's got the DAC, the headphone jack. Oh, the DAC, the, the headphone wide angle jack. camera. It's like, damn. <laughs> like this, this phone is Why amazing. didn't you make that the Pixel 2 XL? I, I know. God, it, I think. Keep the hardware the same. What I heard was that. Remember too expensive when, to make. Well, remember when they were going to have three pixels? Yeah. And well, that HTC was, is going to be the U11 Plus, right? The third one. Oh, was it that one? I thought it was going to be oh, the U11 Plus. Yeah. I would have, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would have been good too. But the the V30, if that had, if that was a pixel, oh my God, I would be just all over it, you know? So what are, folks of the ROM world out there, why can't that be done? Like, I don't get it. Both Snapdragon 835, if the, un, if the bootloader can be unlocked, yeah. why can't you burn the Pixel 2 ROM on that thing? Might be able to, I don't know. Because the camera, I mean, we've, we've know, we know now that the camera, the original Pixel camera has been extracted as an APK mm -hmm. on APK mm -hmm. Mirror and XDA forums. And I've used that as my kind of like, I want better HDR camera right, on the, on on the, the OnePlus 5T yeah. and on the Essential. Oh, it's made a huge difference to oh, the yeah. Essential. The Essential phone's gotten way better. Oh, it's gotten way better. But I, I have to yeah. say that the, the Pixel camera on the Essential is a magic combo. Yeah. I'm not getting that much benefit from the Pixel camera on the OnePlus 5T, mm. especially now with the latest software update, to be honest. Interesting. But um, so it's only a matter of time till the Pixel 2 camera gets you know, made into a, a separate APK for newer yeah. phones. Well, kind of talking about the Pixel Cam, it's, they just enabled um, the visual core. Oh, right? they finally did? I think they enabled it in the third developer preview. Huh. But people oh, were not seeing that big of a difference. Not not in the release preview, in yeah. the release version. Yeah, yet. yeah. So I, I think what that is there for is Speed. like... it's. It's it's speed and then it's also future proofing. Future proofing because yeah. they need once they gather a ton of information, it's gonna you know they're gonna need yeah. to do more processing yeah. and um, so I was kind of hoping to see a bigger boost, but the the cameras are so good, it's like what can you really do? <laughs> you know, totally. Yeah, 
Um, cool. Well, listen, we should probably wrap it up. It's been an hour and 11 minutes. Oh, you got a little bit more than last week. Last week was a bit of a short <laughs> podcast. I think we ended at 58 minutes. Oh. I try to always do between 1 and one fifteen. Yeah. Uh, we should probably wrap it up. But listen, this was really great. Yeah. I'm really glad you came on. I hope you come on again. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. We're usually in the same I know. We could, well, we, I mean, I'll probably do it over Skype anyway, just for convenience. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, you know, plug yourself. Tell people where they can find you online, what oh. your handle is on Twitter, all okay. that good stuff. Yeah, um, I am Dervid Emil on Twitter. So D-U-R-V-I-M-E-L. Uh, I wanted David Emil, but it was taken. And then when I got verified, they shut down his account, but they won't give it to me. Because <laughs> oh. it's this account that was used once in like 2013 and then never used again. And they shut it down, but they won't You forgot you were drunk that one night. Uh, maybe, I'm just yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so D-U-R-V-I-M-E-L on Twitter. Um, on Instagram, I'm just David Emil. That's mm -hmm. just my name. Uh, if you want to email me, david.ml at androidauthority.com. Uh, I think that's all the social stuff. Yeah, right? and of course, <laughs> it's all the social stuff I care about. Find find David's stuff on on uh, Android Authority. Yeah, you, you don't do video, just videos. You actually write stories. I right? do, do. Yeah, I yeah. do both. So read. Yeah. I'll, I'll link to some of your stuff. Um, Most of the stuff you'll find on there is going to be either reviews or long form narrative. Cool. So yeah. opinion pieces. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! I know. All right. <laughs> so uh, you know where to find uh, David. You know where to find me. I'm at TNKGRL on Twitter. It's Tank Girl without the vowel. You know where to find me on YouTube as well. That's where you'll find some videos that match all these products we've been discussing. Uh, and that's uh, Miriam Joar uh, on on YouTube. That's my full name spelled out. Subscribe to to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. MobileTechPodcast.com. You know where to find me and tell everybody and we'll see you next week All thanks right. david yeah no problem thanks. bye bye everybody this has been the mobile tech podcast with tank girl proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com you can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com